welcome back to the Centered and Sent podcast. I'm your host, David Simpukwe, and thank you for joining us on our journey to live our lives Jesus-centered and Jesus-sent. So today, Philip Simpukwe, my older brother, is going to be speaking on Acts chapter 15. Uh, So chapter 15 is about this one-sentence argument, which is stated at the very beginning of the chapter, which says, unless you are circumcised according to the custom taught by Moses, you cannot be saved. This argument, which is very wrong, by the way, is uh, being imposed by the Pharisees of the time. The Pharisees were those who were against the gospel, and they were pro-law, and they wanted everyone to follow Moses' original law in Leviticus. Um, If you wanted to read all 200-plus laws, go ahead and go back and and read those. But essentially, yeah, they were saying uh, the the portion of being circumcised, which was a custom that the Jews did, um, you need to be that in order to be saved. Essentially, this is, uh, like I said, it's incorrect because what they were trying to do was mix Moses' law with the gospel, which the gospel is Jesus Christ uh, died on the cross, took all of our sins with uh, with him, uh, past, present, and future. So any sin that you have committed, any sin you are going to commit, and any sin you are currently committing is forgiven by Jesus Christ. Uh, took those sins, took them to hell, essentially, and uh, he was risen three days later. So therefore, we should put our full faith and trust in him. Uh, and when we acknowledge that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior, that is exactly what we are acknowledging, uh, the gospel. Um, so this resulted in a letter being written to the Gentiles, which were the people who were uh, being taught. The Gentiles were the people being taught. The Pharisees were the people who were trying to mislead. Um, the letter was sent by a Christian council, which said, hey, we're going to send Paul and Barnabas over to you guys so that he, they can teach you exactly what the gospel is and tell you that the pharisees are wrong um so yeah let's go ahead and jump right into it um so liam is gonna start the discussion here again at the beginnings we usually like to uh, talk about our weeks and talk about uh, anything any wins or losses that has happened to us or anything that god is doing in our lives um, so hope you guys enjoy and god bless And that's not what God wants. God wants everybody. 
to come in his presence and understand that I can carry the same thing I'm throwing the prophets and yeah. stuff, you know, and understand also, like, you know, in this time, because the Bible talks about, like, one of the biggest things that helped me understand this, like, whole uh, Trump thing was just understanding that prophets, uh, everything else will pass away, but the word of God will not, will stand. Mm-hmm. That is one of the prophet revelations that I got. Like, if he said it, he will make it happen. And then I was like, he's not a man that should, he should lie, nor a son of man that he should change his mind. Because when he speaks his word, like, even through studying all the prophets that I was studying from, you know, Zechariah, Haggai, like, I just went in ham. Like, I was just trying to hear how God was speaking to them. I'm mm-hmm. like, how are you speaking to them? And I noticed even Haggai, I mean, not Haggai, Habakkuk, one of the revelations, I think I told you, Philip, I was like, you know, Habakkuk? He actually didn't even get his answer. Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't get his answer. I mean, he got the answer, but he didn't get the answer that he wanted. He just said, I was just sit over there and wait. Mm-hmm. I was like, huh? No. And sometimes it's like that, because the timing of God is different. Mm-hmm. And if we look at Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 11, mm-hmm. we see the people of faith, they themselves never even got to see whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So what happens to the people that are like watching all this stuff? Yeah. And they're like, even the people that prophesy, like, what's my this? What's his name? Kim. Kim Clements. Yeah. When he prophesied, he was not there. He spoke in the, for the future, but he was not there to, to see it. So there are moments where people won't see it. Even, you might miss them in the physical. And some people are just going to be like, this is crazy. And it's just going to cause a riot. Because when we believe in God, it's believing in the evidence of faith. Yeah. Faith will sound crazy to everyone and that's what faith is so my um application for everything this situation with trump is not even a a, it's on the level of like understanding corporately but also understanding individually like we can believe in one thing but what about everything that god says about us ourselves personally that's another application that i wanted to point out so we see it over there because sometimes it's called a crowd influence we believe because others believe or it's a culture of belief because I'm a Christian I'm gonna believe this is right because the Bible says this is right and I'm gonna believe this is like this like this but evidently are you actually believing because God is one such as all hearts and those are the things I wanted to point out like we have to believe knowing that God can do it and that sounds from ourselves it doesn't start from a perspective perspective of what we see because we're seeing the evidence okay majority of um, you know the majority of what you call this you know, the prophets are speaking the same way, so it must be true. Mm-hmm. You know, but are you actually believing? Because remember, in this season, God is going to reward everybody who actually believes that it is true. Yeah. Even from the standpoint of your own life, that's the way it's going to be. It's like stemming from your heart all the way to something that is very, um, very supernatural. To believe in God is to believe in Him in spirit and in truth. So that's your spirit. Can your spirit testify? This is what I tell all the time. Can your spirit testify that, you know, the spirit of God can testify with your spirit? Mm-hmm. Like, can they understand each other? Yeah. Is there, like, you know, they come in agreement? And those are the things that, you know, we as human beings have to understand. So this is not uh, just a corporate thing. It's also a personal thing. Because it's something that, you know, I think uh, last year, I think God last year was, I think I told you about it. Last year was shaking, God was shaking my heart 
for the first time I had a different revelation about faith and it's not and then I remember the Holy Spirit telling me at the right time I the God will make it happen when he kept on saying that it was like every evidence that I was looking at it just kept on saying that <laughs> I think I was just freaked out the whole time I was like oh my gosh I even felt I was like Philip look look at this I was like it was like God was in my face for every word like he was just in my face and for that moment and I was like oh my goodness I'm not trusting God for anything and in that moment I was like I am going to trust you because you are God and what does that faith mean that's when I started taking the word of God and let it run it well yeah let it come alive I don't like the word manifest because it sounds kind of like all those things mm. let it come alive in my life because the word of God is flesh so it is alive so I was like, it's going to come alive. So therefore, his word is going to wrap me around, you know, he's going to wrap me around him and everything is just going to just come alive, yeah. you know, because the word of God is God. So I was like, hmm. So in that moment, I just, it was just such a free understanding of revelation to the point where I was just like, oh, heck no. Like, this is faith. This is what called, what, what faith is called. It's a stubborn faith. You have to stand your ground, even when you don't see anything. Faith is not seeing something. Does anybody, it's not the evidence of seeing something because a lot of people get it wrong. You want to see the evidence. No, it's not the evidence, but it is the you know the hope of that thing happening, mm -hmm. right? You're hoping, you're trusting God that He said it and you want to trust it that His word will come into uh, creation. He's going to create it because everything that He uses, He uses words. Mm -hmm. So that's the way I understood it. Like, it's very scary sometimes. <laughs> So that's basically what happened. You know, faith is coming alive. Oh. And I'm not hoping in anything else because I, you know, it's not like, you know, doubting God for anything. It's just, I'm like so baffled to the point where like, I am going to experience this miraculous. Like, when you think about it, when you look at this whole shenanigan, do you know how profound it is? Mm -hmm. But yet some people are going to miss it. Is that profound? It's like some people are gonna miss it because they are going to be like, oh, these people are crazy, and then somebody made it up, and blah 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 blah. Yeah. Some, the truth might be in your face, and sometimes the people will reject the truth even though they are looking at it. That's how oblivious people are, and that's how blinded they are mm -hmm. because they don't understand the logic of faith. So therefore, because the understanding is not, you know, pure, so therefore they would not perceive that it is God. Or they'd be like, oh. You know something happened mm. and there are people who are going to be like that and there are people who are like lukewarm that god is trying to shake up and those are the people that you know god is trying to move up because there's three people right now there's people who actually don't believe the word of god they don't believe anything in the word of god those are either going to move or reject move closer or reject and there's people who are lukewarm they're either gonna stay the same, pretend like God is love and we can do whatever we want, you know, kumbaya, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And they're gonna move closer to the supernatural. And there's people who are going to just live in the supernatural. You know, because after that, this is the key to uh, signs, wonders, and miracles. Did you guys think about that? What do, you mean? What do I mean? Signs, wonders, miracles. No, you said the key. this is the key. This is the key to signs, wonders, and miracles. Signs, mm -hmm. wonders, and miracles. Do you understand? Because if God does it so big, 
What else can somebody, oh, what else can somebody not believe for? This situation is <laughs> the key. Okay. Like, if you have one thing, what else can you not believe for? You'd be like, hey, uh, uh, God, I believe. Everything just starts flowing. Because it's manifesting in the supernatural, right? Because mm-hmm. everything becomes so supernatural. Then we start experiencing supernatural because we're accepting this. Some things are supernatural and just keep on moving in supernatural. Yeah. So a lot of people are going to operate in the supernatural. Yeah. That's just why all the healings are going to come because now faith comes alive in yeah. many. So it will be impossible for God to not do anything mm-hmm. because he would do exactly what people are believing that he yeah. can do. So there will, not, there will not be any limits and that's what I believe. Because yeah. I believe that you know when this happens, my kids going to come, like everything's going to be like boop, boop, boop. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> like my healing, I'm just like, okay, I'm just waiting. I'm like, choo, 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 choo. Yeah. but yeah. So in that kind of like dimension, and this is the way I see it. So don't quote me on this. You know, revelation from the Holy Spirit, but this is what I see. Some of it is revelation from the Holy Spirit. Some of it is my personal um, understanding. So just want to put out there. <laughs> so yeah. Anybody else? No, even what you just said, the movie we were watching yesterday, Blind Bartimaeus, you know, he, uh, she was saying how <coughs> he, he threw off his garment when Jesus said, you know, um, come to me, uh, or he, he was summoned, uh, and then he, he threw off his garment, walked up to Jesus and said, uh, Jesus asked him, well, you know, what, do you, what, what do you want me to do for you? And then he said, I want to see, and then he said, your faith has healed you, so that that initial act, as she was saying, of throwing off the garment mm-hmm. was his faith being activated, and at that point, there was really nothing stopping him from receiving his healing. At that, mm-hmm. you know, he just had to ask for it. So, but yeah, that's what as you're saying, like God's going to see that faith, and He's going to be the rewarder of those who diligently yes. seek Him. And you know, without faith, it's impossible to please Him. So, yeah. and it goes on to the um, Revelation chapter three, the. Uh, the one that I just did from a prophetic word, which is basically, um, you have held on to the Lord. Yeah. So I'll keep you from the hour that's coming and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's very powerful. Like you have struggled, but you've held on to the word. You ha- you now stand firm. Like stand firm that you've done all you can. Now it's, it's time to stand. Just stand in faith. You've done all you can. So just stand. Yeah. Now it's time to just stand. There's nothing you can do about it. Like, just stand. Mm-hmm. You know, it was so funny, like, thinking about it, I was like, literally, the things that was happening in my brain, I was like, oh, this is, like, suicide. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I thought about. This is, like, suicide. I was like, whoever puts this? And I said, God, you are the ones who put all this stuff. And, you know, last year I was a little disobedient because God told me a lot of words. And I just kind of didn't share them because I was, like, you know, I was afraid of being bullied. And, and I did know that God was giving me a second chance. But I was like, oh, any chances that I picked, I would pick this one. Because <laughs> 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 he kept on telling me, like, you know, you know, who knows if you were chosen for a time like this, time as this, mm-hmm. you know, if you sit down and be quiet, help will come from, help mm-hmm. will arise from somewhere else and yeah. stuff. And I was just like, I don't want to miss out on what God is doing. Yeah. Like, because, you know, God can cut you off if you're not obedient. Yeah, so. yeah. Give it to the next person. I was like, no, 
we're already in it. Let's just go through it. <laughs> yeah. We're still already in it. Might as well just go through it. We have to see what was going on. So. Yeah. Anybody else? That's it. A good week. Yeah. Definitely. Oh. Ooh. It's been a good week. I can say that. I've been tired, but it's been a good week. I'm always tired on the weekends. That's how it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So this week, uh, I'm preaching on Acts 15. Um, it's an interesting one. It's going to be an interesting one, but first we're going to pray and then um, jump into it. All right, let us pray. Hello, thank you for today, Lord. We thank you, Father, for waking us up this morning and giving us another day. Thank you, Jesus, that you allowed us to come into this moment to uh, just fellowship with each other and also to fellowship around your word. We pray, Jesus, that your word is truth and that your word is alive in us. Um, and that ultimately, Lord, whatever you've uh, shared with each of us in our personal time with this word, may it uh, come to life, may you bring it to remembrance, Lord Jesus, and uh, may you allow it to encourage each and every one of, each and every one of us. And we pray, Jesus, uh, that you may also seal up the words in our hearts, Lord, so that we may uh, walk them throughout the, uh, the week and also the rest of our lives. We just pray, Holy Spirit, that um, you, um, or whatever spirits are here that are going to try and hamper our conversation, our hamper the flow of your spirit, Lord. Uh, may you arrest them. But we thank you, Jesus, that you're with us and you're for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Certain people came down from Judea, <laughs> came to Judea, uh, oh, from Judea to Antioch, and were teaching the believers, unless you are circumcised according to the custom taught by Moses, you cannot be saved. This brought Paul and Barnabas into sharp disputes and debate with them. So Paul and Barnabas were appointed along with some other believers to go up to Jerusalem to see the apostles and elders about this question. The church went, uh, sent them on their way, and as they traveled along Phoenicia and Samaria, they told the, how the Gentiles had been converted. This news made all the believers very glad. When they came to Jerusalem, they were welcomed by the church and the apostles and elders, to whom they reported everything God had done through them. Then some of the believers who belonged to the party of the Pharisees stood up and said, The Gentiles must be circumcised and required to keep the law of Moses. The apostles and elders met to consider this question. So, you know, here we see um, the part that I really want to focus on is that question, because it's repeated twice. Unless uh, the Gentiles... <coughs> You know, follow the law of Moses and be circumcised. They cannot be saved. They need to do these things to be saved. 
Um, and I'll ask this question, and then later on, you guys, I meant to do this with the reverse. You guys can tell me what other parts, you know, what, what you guys saw from this uh, section. But the question I had is, um, do you find yourself feeling like you need to earn your salvation or right standing with God? I think right standing with God. Like, I feel like I'm so harsh on myself. Mm -hmm. I constantly have to remind myself. Only on certain things. It depends how like bad the situation is. Mm -hmm. When it's like, I think I'm harder on myself when, in when I treat others a certain way or, you know, with my reaction. Because sometimes it stands on our discerning of spirits. Yeah. So sometimes, like you know, I try to understand what's going on and everything else like that and then after that you know without judgment and be christ-like mm -hmm. but you know sometimes it's like how do you do such things and then if i don't do it right then i'm like oh i didn't act christ-like then mm -hmm. i beat myself for that then yeah. i was like you know sticks and stones may break my bones what what is the word sticks and stones may break my bones the words can that's that, that's that's the thing sticks and stones may break my bones but words can't yeah, so they can. Words can break your bones. Yeah, they yeah, that's, it's bones, not which a good thing. <laughs> it's not a good thing. So, <laughs> basically, it's like you can't reverse it's what really you say. It's really a pride thing. Huh? It's really pride. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Yeah. yeah. You, uh, you can't reverse what you say. So, on that part, it's like, oh my goodness. The words are already sent out. Mm -hmm. You know, and then you can't take it back. Yeah. And I think that's the part that I'm hard on myself because I'm like, oh my god. Then I go back and I overthink, then I overanalyze, then I have to tell God about everything, and I come back to myself and I'm like, oh, is that person forgiving me? And then God tells me, you know, you already said your piece, now let it go, and that's enough. Make it moving, <laughs> you know. But it still kind of like hinges on me because I'm like, I think that strive for perfectionist too. So yeah. that kind of is my bad on that part. No, I I agree. For the way I look at it, like, your salvation given to us, but we still got to earn it because we have to give it out. Mm -hmm. You know, like, we're supposed to love our neighbor, so mm -hmm. if we dishing out negativity and we putting people down, then God shouldn't have mercy on us because mm -hmm. we have a mercy. Uh, well, it's interesting because... Um, if you look at the Lord's Prayer, it says, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who trespass against us, right? It sounds conditional, right? It's like, God is only going to forgive you as you're in the process of forgiving other people. And then Paul refines it even more. He says, forgive others as you have been forgiven. So it comes down to the fact that you can offer forgiveness and love and all these good things because you recognize that God has done it for you. And so it comes, it's, it's, it comes from within. Yes, it comes from within. You have it, so you can now dish it out. You can't give it, you can Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You and can't so, give what you don't have, you can't have what you don't give. Yes. And so that's, ultimately, that, that, that should be a freeing sentiment for you, because when you are not acting Christ-like, you, you, you can pause in your mind and say, this is not how Christ mm. would want me to act. This is not how Christ acts. So. I, I need to change. I need to uh, allow Christ's love that's already in me 
to flow out of me again. Mm -hmm. And so, and number two, as a Christian, you won't feel comfortable doing these things, right? You, maybe for a moment, because you don't want, you know, Jesus mad or whatever, but cool. God will convict you. And Can then, I stand by that? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, see it that way. See it more like, I, 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 get, I get to actually do this, mm -hmm. right? Not I'm being forced to, or, you know, like the law, say, for example, you, you, they say don't steal. And so you have that resistance, right? Like any normal citizen can follow that law. But for you, your motivation is God is, is my provider and my protector. So I don't need to take things that are not mine. You know, so you have that motivation within you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, but not saying to uh, salvation quote-unquote is like I'm like a fixer so like if I make a mistake and someone points it out to me my first thought is I gotta fix this I gotta make sure that the, the um, whatever is wrong or broken let's make it right you know and so I make every effort to do so and sometimes it like it may undercut the 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 moment of like you know this is something that is it's not necessarily something that you need to just fix in that moment. It might be something that you need to work on internally or allow God to, to fix within you. Um, but, you know, at the same time, that those are the options <coughs> that I get because I feel like, you know, as you're saying, the, the guilt grows and you're like, oh my goodness. It's like a whiteboard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You want to white, you want to erase everything. Yeah, erase, exactly. Like, fix it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, and I know what I was saying. Yeah. God told my heart, the world looks at godly love is foolish mm -hmm. but if everybody carried I don't know if I said this before but if everybody carried themselves with that love and be put the effort in everything would flow much better because it wouldn't be so hard to do it Yeah, because everybody is really trying to push yeah. for this love Yeah, but the fact that we have rarely love out here and all these different loves we have evil with, with only one true love you yeah. know because true love is unconditional, mm -hmm. but we have love with boundaries, yep. all, all types of love, and, <laughs> and fake love, <laughs> a whole lot of fake love. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's, it's kind of hard to give out that uh, unconditional love. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Again, I I definitely agree with you because you know you because <clears throat> I guess we expect a lot from people. Yeah. From each other. So when they do disappoint you, and they will disappoint you, it, it gets hard to love that person, right? But um, as Jesus said, you know, because um, love ties in with the for, uh, forgiveness, <clears throat> we're to forgive our brothers and sisters, you know, 70 times 7, um, which is basically every single time, and to forgive them from our hearts, as you know, what that verse says, so that you treat them as if nothing happen between the two of you and again i agree with you that's that's definitely hard but um especially when if both parties are trying it'll be good but yeah it's kind of <laughs> hard when only one okay they're taking advantage that I, I i try to carry myself in a godly way yeah so now oh you're not supposed to hold grudges yeah. well 
you never even apologize. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't have to talk to you. Yeah. You know, like, I could, I could love you from a distance. God ain't said I had to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. Did he? Well, um, for um, people who are dealing with, one thing I've learned um, since last year, it was a revelation of the Holy Spirit. It's all about not taking things personal mm-hmm. because sometimes we don't understand what the person is dealing with. You know, the, sometimes the fight is the fight in that moment, but the rest is spiritual. What I mean by that is like if somebody doesn't uh, respond to your reaction and it will take longer, just know that it's a war now. It has become like if you, for example, if you guys are Christians, and then um, this example that I learned, I learned from Koreana, and it was a moment of me realizing that the enemy actually used that to manipulate me and thinking this is what she was i mean i know i discerned correctly don't get me wrong i discerned everything correctly but what happened was because i held on to everything that you know as a person we go like we uh we have issues like everybody has issues that they haven't dealt with and sometimes god will bring it up because it's like okay i need to show you what's in your heart because we don't see that so somebody has to trigger those things so that you can clean them out like it's time to clean house so one of the biggest things is like you know i've always wanted to make people understand like why can't you forgive easily why is it so hard for you to forgive why is it so easy for me to forgive right but you can't do the same thing like you can't reciprocate the same love the issue is not the reciprocation of love the issue is understanding like if you are christ-like you are going to forgive without conditions Mm -hmm. just because the other person doesn't want to forgive you or the other person doesn't want to reciprocate the same response it has nothing to do with you and then the, the issue becomes when we allow that issue to become attached to us and then it becomes spiritual warfare. Then we start fighting with spirits. We're not just fighting with that moment of the action, but we're actually fighting with the spirit that has been created by itself, right? So now you take it personal. The person's not talking to you, you take it personal. The person's not doing it, you take it personal. You just take everything personal. You know, one of the biggest things, I took it so personal. To the point it was like started hurting my heart and i realized and i was like holy spirit i need to understand what's going on it took a, a long revelation i it didn't hurt me that much but when i thought about it like whenever somebody comes back and they try to talk to you and stuff like that you're like why are you talking to me after you treat me this way so that's what you respond now so when you think about it but one of the biggest revelations that the holy spirit showed me is that it was not actually there was nothing wrong the person forgot everything that happened, but we pat pat everything because we're fixers, right? Mm-hmm. We want everything because we're peacemakers. Peacemakers are like that. When you're a peacemaker, you always want to make sure everything is okay, the environment is okay. You just want to just have that freedom because we can't deal with anything friction. Mm-hmm. I can't deal with friction. Mm-hmm. But what the Holy Spirit told me in that kind of fight was this fight is not personal. Everything that I discerned, like her ignoring me, was right. And she confessed. She said, I was ignoring you because mm-hmm. I was going through my own personal stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm an avoider. When people are avoiders, they tend to shut down. So that's the part I didn't know. She's an avoider. So she shut down. Mm-hmm. Not because of what I did, but because everything that was crumbling. Everything started coming in different directions, right? Mm-hmm. But I took it personal. I discerned right. Don't get me wrong. I discerned right that she was avoiding me, right? Mm-hmm. But she shut down because she was going through a lot of things. So those are the things that you have to understand. In that moment, the Holy Spirit was telling me, it wasn't personal. It was spirits working against me. So now what happens is like, my heart is down. I'm downcast. Mm-hmm. I'm like this. Da, da, da. If I knew better, I would have just been like, okay, none of my business. 
But after we talked about it, it freed me. Mm. So even if she goes me now, I don't care because <laughs> it doesn't affect me. Because I no, now know what person I'm dealing with, mm. and I I now know these are spirits. They try to attack me. See, the the fight was long gone before, but mm. the the thing, the manipulation of the spirits, they were playing around. Does that make sense? They still hang on because I let them hang out. Still, still on your mind. Still on your mind because you let things yeah. get to you and not that's, that's what another happen. thing like I I tried I, I tend to try to avoid conflict by not speaking on things and knowing things and then all that does is cause me to harm you. Yeah. Like I've been constantly like like I told you like talking to my little brother mm-hmm. and he noticed that. So you trying to break me out of that and get me to speak. Get more aware and just Speak up, mm-hmm. so you don't, you won't let that Things torture you later on. You know, because mm-hmm. all it does is make you angry. Because mm-hmm. you, hey man, I should have spoke when they, because I, I felt some type of way when they said that. Mm-hmm. And now all I'm doing is thinking about it. I'm probably gonna bring it up again. And they probably don't go. Well, well God, God, God. <laughs> so and that's the, that's what the enemy does. He plays with your mind. He mm-hmm. plays with everything. He latches on because now the fight is already the fight already been gone, but. The, enemy is an opportunist so he sees an opportunity and he will latch on you will sit over there and ponder upon something that somebody didn't even say somebody didn't do you sit over there and like boo boo cry and stuff like that but you are just causing strong man's views you're, you're still latching on brokenness and that's what it is you're not healing so for me that was a breaking for you of action for that moment for others it's fine because like for you guys I'm, yeah you know i love you but for some like for somebody else it was kind of like very, it was a different kind of level of thing. In that moment, God was just like, don't take things personal. Mm. Like, I'm telling you this, yes, you discern right. So since you discern it, let it go. But it was hard. Because <laughs> you want something. It was so hard. Like, let it go. And then at the end, when I found out, because I need a closure. I'm not the type of person that needs closure. I was like, I need closure. And when I got my closure, I was like, really? That's what I said. Like, really? So those are things that we have to understand. When the Bible tells us that it's not a physical fight, it is spiritual. When you you find yourself, this is where you discern. When you find yourself like wondering upon something, when you find yourself feeling some type of way, when you find yourself hurting, when you find yourself like you don't want to let go of that thing, whatever it is that's causing you to be like that, or you question things, just know that the the enemy is trying to be an opportunist, and he will manipulate you, yes. and he will speak to your mind, and you're gonna continue being in the same cycle. So you have to. For me, it was a test. Whenever I broke off, God was like, you passed the test. I was like, ah, that was not fun. <laughs> so those are things that you have to understand. I need to send you guys this series that I'm watching from the uh, Transformation Church. It's 13 weeks, 13 videos or something like that. And it's literally about forgiveness. Because mm-hmm. he spent that much time to talk about it. Oh, no, no, no. Well, no, no. It, this, it's more than just that. It's also like, you know, it, it's more than that. I, I still need to send it to you. But... Essentially, the the main core of it is not even the main core, but one of the videos was talking about the three different types of offenses. Mm-hmm. There's frustration, which mm-hmm. is the the little things that happen throughout the day. Someone, someone you're driving on the road, mm-hmm. someone cuts you off, or they flip you off, or do whatever. Those those things are tiny; they're in, minuscule. Mm-hmm. Then there's the failures, where somebody who you know has mm-hmm. failed you in your life at some point, and they disappointed you in some way, shape, or form. Um, and then there's the flagrant, flagrant foul, and that one is the hardest one, where someone you've trusted has completely just violated and exploited you in some, some way, shape, or form. And 
was talking about the failure, which is what I'm hearing is happening, is somebody you trusted has um, yeah, has failed you, has disappointed you in some way, shape, or form, and he even gives like basically how to get well, out. I would say the other opposite way. Oh, so it was a flagrant foul. Well, like I'm the one who failed. Oh, the, you failed somebody. Yeah. Else. Okay. Well. So in that kind of situation, like in my perspective, yeah, I'm easily forgiving, but I have a trouble of understanding why people don't reciprocate. Yeah. That's Absolutely. my, right, right there. That is the part that I don't understand. Gotcha. Like. I don't know what it is. I don't know if I live in a standard that, <laughs> that I don't understand. Yeah. It is something that I just don't understand. Because I, I expect everybody else. I'm like, if you're a Christian, like one of the biggest things that Nicole pointed out, which was very profound, and I didn't understand why she did the same thing. It was like one time she called me, and we had a nice conversation. And then this conversation, you know, she was telling me stuff. And then at that moment, so I asked her, I'm like, where did you learn that? And she's like, I learned it from you. And I was like, huh. Yeah. So, and I was like, when I asked her that question, and then she gave me the Bible, and I was like, now, since I've told you everything, can you pray for me? And I was like, you actually understand what it means to use the Word of God? Because a lot of people are missing understanding. Like, for me, I, I, I say that if you are a believer, take the Word of God, because you have to understand that the Word of God is alive. And then in this world, we're like Jesus. We need to ask what the Word of God is. You know, and that's why I love Jewish people, because Jewish people, whenever they look at the Word of God, they try to practice those things, like, literally even though it's religious but they try to do that mm -hmm. so the bible says man shall leave man shall not leave by bread alone but by the word of god and those are the things i try to like take the principle of the word of god so i stand on if you are a christian as much as i am a christian why, why can't you do the same thing why aren't you using the same principle that the bible says right mm -hmm. so the bible says if you sin you know if you do something against one another you know Confess to one another so you can be lifted up and pray for one another. I think that is in um, James. James. It talks about that. So that's the same principle that Nicole uh, put out, right? She did the same principle. And I was really shocked. I'm like, wow, you're using the verse. Like I told her, I was like, you're using the verse. So those are kind of the standards that I was thinking about. Like mm -hmm. if people read the word of God, they can take the word of God and actually put it on. That's what it is, the full armor of God, and put it on. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the thing that I get grieved on and is that. It's like understanding, like, we have these things over here. Why aren't people taking and understanding that, you know, this is the word of God and it's alive. Like, use the word of God. You know what I'm saying? Like, use it. And that, to me, that was very profound in that way. I think that's my problem. Because I believe, like, if you're reading the Bible, if you're reading the Bible, if you're reading the Bible, and it's different as I sin against you, and the Bible says, confess to one another so you can lift each other up, right? And so you can pray for each other. So in those moments and actions, those are the way that I always believe. Like people are missing those. They're missing that. The Bible has become something that's just, and I think that is where I get grief on. Because I'm like, you have to take the word of God and put it, because the word of God is alive. Why can't we use the word of God as a principle? You know, even though I understand that, you know, God t tells us that, you know, that, you know, we, when we do something, we don't, we don't work for it. But we have to live by the word of God. That's what he tells us. It is a daily thing. Meditate on the word of God day and night. It is a daily thing. Mm -hmm. So if people are reading the Bible, you can actually take the verses and actually apply them. Mm -hmm. You know, confess to what before you give your tithe. Don't do this and don't do that. I try to do that. So that's the reason why. I think I'm always grieved because people are not applying the, the principles of the word of God. And that I think that's what grieves me a lot. Yeah. So that hurts me. That's why I encourage everybody. If you are reading the word of God, take the word of God and let it wear the word of God. 
let it come manifested in your life. Don't be just reading the Bible and you're not applying everything that you what are you reading for? That's my like that's my like that's my cry. Like why are you reading the word of God if you're not using that? If you can't forgive people easily, why aren't you doing that? If you can't love one why aren't you doing that? Like we have to wear the word of God. Mm. That is my cry all the time. Because we miss that. Because even when I sin against somebody and I come up at somebody, I realize that and I try to use the same principle of God. The the, the thing kind of comes in you know, slaps me back in the back. I'm like, but that's what God says. Mm. Do I quote that to somebody else? Because you didn't open your Bible. That's why you can't understand me. Yeah, I, I typically like to remember that Jesus died for my sins uh, worse than whatever this person's offense was toward mm-hmm. me. And God, you know, he forgave me for those things. So typically that's how I rehearse them in mind to help with the forgiving process mm-hmm. because it, it does feel good for you to hold something over someone but that's mm-hmm. not what God desires for us because then you, know, you start looking at yourself like what if God did that to me what if mm-hmm. he held whatever I've done against me and yeah that's how I process it. it's like okay God is forgiving me of so much worse than what I'm being asked to forgive this person of and so yeah um, that really is how, how it's helped I guess to answer your question from the beginning, right? Um, I think one of my issues uh, whenever I will ask you about salvation. Yeah, do you find yourself feeling like you need to earn your salvation or your right standing with God? Not really. Well, I guess earning in the sense that I need to learn how to forgive myself for certain things that I have either done in the past or quote-unquote regrets or whatever it is or even recent things so yeah. once I, 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 was, I don't really I guess shun myself away from him I'm like oh no I've done this what are you going to do and I'm also the same as you I try to find a solution as quickly as possible but then what it's if the solution yeah. isn't what if the solution is to just forgive myself and move on right mm-hmm. but I don't want to do that because it's like oh how do I how do I do that so yeah. then again when you're trying to reverse with a solution trying to earn your salvation again it goes back to round one again. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a full circle thing. So, but then, again, that series taught the, has taught me how to fully forgive myself for for those things. So, mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's, it's a process. It's not really one step. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's good. It will, you know, <clears throat> it will build itself into, you know, what she's saying, where it'll be easy. It'll be something simple because God has trained you up in that way so that you can operate in it uh, and, and, and be fine. I need yeah. a solution to mine. <laughs> yeah. I think I need to... Um, what would be the word about my... I think I need to be um, understanding. I understand the people Well, I don't... Like, for me, I think it's a rebuke on that part because I feel like it should be a wake-up call. Like, if you are not reading the word of God, then you need to open. Like for me, I'm a type of person. Like if somebody was to say something, I would get you scriptures and correct that situation and say, "This is what the Bible says." You know, how come you're not doing what it says? But you can't force somebody to do something. But if we look at what the Bible, like even the apostles, because I feel like Christianity now has been watered down a lot. It's not the way it was because if we look at the way Paul and Peter after the New Testament, the way they were, 
it was just like we're allowed to do that like think about it we are allowed to do that but because people are babies and they huh the way they're rebuked with the word of god like they were just straightforward like point blank period over here now we're like are we gonna do it in the name of love christ rebukes what is wrong with y'all he corrects people take an offense when you try to correct them people take an offense when you try to rebuke them like no this is what the word of god says you have to be rebuked you have to be corrected you have to be taught you know all those things those are those are principles of the word of god but people take it so an offense and that's the reason why i don't understand like if the truth is in you you know the peace that transcends your understanding will guide your hearts because you are going to have a, a different revelation and understand okay you know i don't know and as believers we need to be able to receive correction because mm-hmm. if we're the type of people that always kind of like oh this is offensive and stuff but how are you going to learn and how are you going to bridge over whatever it is that god wants you to bridge over yeah. like and that's a basically what you know in this season that's what god has been teaching me to the point where i was like i don't get this like people want pe- people want to be loved all the time no god is a corrector mm-hmm. you can't have in order for me to love you i have to teach you how to understand like if i love you i'm not gonna let you touch the stove when it's hot like, I'm not going to do that. I have to tell you why the stove is hot. If you touch it, this is what's going to happen. Now, at the end of the day, you have to decide if you want to touch the stove by yourself. Because uh, the word of God says, God correct and... Does it mm, Correct, correct, uh, correct. See, who he loves. He, loves, yeah. he can't leave you. He rebukes us when we do wrong. You see, sometimes we get punishment. No. Discipline. Discipline. Mm-hmm. Discipline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, look at wh- what David did uh, when he was king. Yeah. He made the censors yeah. of all his uh, uh, military people. Okay. And that displeased the Lord. He he wanted David to choose what the what what kind of a punishment you would accept from mm-hmm. God. He said, "No, don't punish all. Do what you can do." And uh, thousands and thousands of people died. Because of one person's sin. Because of his sin. Mm-hmm. Can you Just a- taking the census. Mm-hmm. So God corrects who he loves. He disciplines them. Yeah. He watches yeah. over. Yeah. I find that story kind of amusing because I'm like, well, you would have killed him. But because he loves him. Mm-hmm. Other people are just kind of like that. That's why it's, it's very important. And it's not even to like brag. It's very important to develop an intimacy relationship because God will come, like the person that chooses God and honors God will come first before the person that, you know, is living a life that is lukewarm, like a life that is just kind of like I'm trying to cut by. Because God, even if you're a Christian, God will choose the person yeah. that is, you know, and those, that's a danger zone. And people don't understand that. He does not have favoritism, but it is the honor of understanding that because I please God. You know, because you please God, you honor Him, He will favor you. That's just the way, it's just the principle of the Word. If you read the Word of God, you will see those things. And that is my cry for everyone. You cannot, and people go like, and that's the reason why 
a lot of people get jealous of people because you see the favor of the Lord on somebody and you go like, I want to be like that. Have you been in their fire? Have you been in the closet? Have you been in the places that they've been so you can say that? Like, we have to be careful, even the things that we just do all the stuff. Like, read the word of God to understand how God operates so you can please him too. That's the way it is. You read, you search, get to know him. You'll be in the same circles as those people who get favors. You get to hear whatever he announces, whatever he does. I don't think that God chooses anything or like he goes like, oh, I favor you. It just, the Bible says, draw closer to me and I'll draw closer to you. Yeah, but I think they just closer to God. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Draw closer to you and I'll draw closer to you. The more you draw closer, the more you want. You keep on hearing things. It's like the, you get to hear more things from God, more instructions, the more direction because you're just in his presence more. Yeah. The more I seek you, the more I find you. If you seek me with all your heart, you find me. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just feel the Holy Spirit. Sorry, my heart is so <laughs> So I, got, I got things about that verse. Uh, uh, the puppet and the puppeteer. Mm-hmm. Was it a puppet and a puppeteer or was it? Which one? Tell that. Was the uh, the creation, the question that created. The potter and the clay? Well, the potter yeah, and the, the clay. clay, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. All the intentions. Yeah, God made them. Because it ain't no puppet. You <laughs> no, no, not yet. It's recorded. Yeah. Uh. All right, good. So we're going to go to verse 7 to 11. Uh, After much discussion, Peter got up and addressed them. Brothers, you know that some time ago God made a choice among you that the Gentiles might hear from my lips the message of the gospel and believe. God, who knows the heart, showed that he accepted them by giving the Holy Spirit to them, just as he did to us. He did not discriminate between us and them, for he purified their hearts by faith. Now, now, then why do you try to test God by putting on the necks of Gentiles a yoke that neither we nor our ancestors have been able to bear? No, we believe it is through the grace of of our Lord Jesus that we are saved, just as they are. Um... The verse that I really like to focus, well, you guys can focus on whatever, but verse uh, 11. You know, we believe that <clears throat> through the grace of our Lord Jesus, uh, that we are saved just as they are. And then also verse 10, now then, why do you try to test God by putting on the next of Gentiles a yoke that neither we nor our ancestors have been able to bear? So the question I had for this section was is there a standard that you place on people that you know you shouldn't is there one being placed on you it's the same standard <laughs> i just said yeah. why don't you know your word <laughs> exactly. you know it's the same standard because i i feel like and i do put the standard on you guys because i feel like if we are in the same place we should be graduated by now like that's what i feel like mm-hmm. you know i feel like now the passion and the zeal should have increased for the word of god not the way it was, but the way it is now, you yeah. know, to understand the reverencing of God and understanding that in that way. So you don't have to go like, oh, you know, Yamba knows this. Can I get this? But if you have, like I said, if you have an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit, you'll be able to hear from him yourself. Yeah. 
you know, how to go about it, you know, which you guys have improved now, <laughs> which I'm very proud of, because I notice now God is not doing any more corporate things as much as he used to. Now it's like everybody can hear from God by themselves, you know, and, and I'm really happy about that. Yeah, I so, that was the first one in a while, actually. Yeah, so like you know, it's 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 really nice to. Yeah, you know, the word one, that's, that's really good. I think the standard that I know that I need uh, help on, that I need to, to come to terms with um, emotionally is the prayer one, right? Because, um, you know, nightly praying, that's, that's good. But, you know, when you, for example, when you say, like, okay, we need to go into prayer for, like, hours and hours and hours, and, like, you know, I'm, I'm, there's a resistance. Yeah, a resistance. <laughs> I'm, honestly, I'm daunted. I'm, I think everybody is a resistance. I resist too. Yeah, and I'm like, well, God, you know, let's. If this is what you want, right? Because ultimately, um, I think, you know, God gives you the strength to do, like, you know, for fasting, He gives you the strength to endure. Um, so, you know, that's the, the fasting side is the one that you know a few weeks ago I was talking to. You, I'm like, oh man, I have this resistance about fasting, but. I see that, yes, you know, he's not going to starve you, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's not the point of it. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, you know, with prayer, it's like, um, hopefully it begins to help that because that is not an emotion that I want to have forever. I don't want to sit there, and, especially when, I, you know, when we're married and, you know, we've been trained in this home to think, okay, if something, um, you know, we have spiritual warfare, we pray, we fight, we fast, we read the word. Those are the things that we are supposed to do instead of trying to do it on our own, trying to fight it in our own strength and stuff like that. Because, um, and, and realizing that and just doing it, and not thinking twice about it, you know, not not allowing the resistance to overcome. Mm -hmm. But the other um, thing that I can put on that one is like the way I see it is like the way we pray. I don't do it because you know I. Cause I would like for me, I enjoy prayer time by myself. The word, like literally, I do, <laughs> and I'm not gonna lie. The reason why I do it with you guys is because I want you guys to understand that you have to be in the always in the war mode. Mm -hmm. Because when you have your own household, you have to be ready. So if you develop a habit, you can't stop that habit. So when you have your own house, prayerfully, that you guys are able to take um, the strategies that you learn in this house. And being able to every time you know, because you have to be prepared. Mm -hmm. um, I was listening to a sermon last time, and it says the prayers that you are now praying, they are sent off in the future. <laughs> That's basically what happens. Yeah. They're sent off in the future. So when we pray now, or whenever we pray, we're covering something that we don't understand. Especially, you know, when we pray in the spirit. But I'm praying that you guys right now, when you continue doing this, it becomes a habit. Of knowing that every time you're always constantly covering your household yeah like you have to pray every day the Bible says pray day and night pray without ceasing yeah. read the Word of God every day like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know even if it's one chapter I'm always like let me sneak in one chapter like I try to not forget and sometimes I sit over there and like just listen to books yeah like I just indulge because I'm like I need to be in the word I need to surround myself with the word of God. I need to do that. Like it's something, and sometimes it's not fun. Like it's not. Cause I'm like four hours. Like last time, I think I put stickers on, yeah. <laughs> on every wall. I was like I can't watch the time because I can only. I'm like, are we done? The yeah. whole time. So 
Yeah. Did you want to say something? Uh, not you, please. Oh, that's funny. So yeah, yeah, that's my hope that you guys always are in war mode. Yeah. Like never slack off. Yeah. I think dreams also help reveal that. So war, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because then it's it's how do I say this? You know, God's revealing this to you, and you have something to pray for immediately, right then and there. So. Um, is anything else from this section? It was 7 to 11, Peter addressing the people not to put a burden on the Gentiles that they themselves don't even put on themselves anymore. So would you consider this a burden? <coughs> the one that I put on your life? I think it's a grievance. The, yeah. Because I think, <laughs> yeah, it's it's something that that's why I asked a burden that shouldn't be there. There are burdens that should be there, or standards that should be there, um, yeah. and then some that are not. For example, what you were saying with the forgiveness one, that should be there, but how do you tackle that in terms of getting people to align with it, because it is the word of God, you know? Um, and then what was the other one? Oh, and the regular one, like, you know, is there something that you expect people to do that you are not doing yourself? Like, for example, when your person said, but you're not supposed to hold grudges, and then, you know. Yeah, Yeah, what are they doing? <laughs> you know, so. You're not supposed to keep crossing lines. And, yeah, exactly. You know, like, <laughs> right. keep doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. Like, that's, that's what the CP should be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, it's all right, you do it one time like that. You just put oh back your love. Can you forgive one? Mm. How many times? Yeah, how many times? So you keep on forgiving. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but God says we have to have boundaries. Don't mistake no, my no, forgiveness no, 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 with, um, no, no, no. with toxicity. You have to have boundaries. Yes. Okay. But talk but to that person. Talk. Talk to that person. No, this is what the uh, grandma. You forgot the verse. Where you take you talk to the person privately, then you take him. You take him to the, the group. Uh, if the you church. have something, mm -hmm. something has done something to you, mm -hmm. and then you go and talk to him mm -hmm. or her, yeah. and then if she doesn't hear you, you call somebody to be the witness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You talk to them. If they don't agree with you, go to church. Mm -hmm. yeah, works if you're to the, to yeah. That's what uh, the yeah. Bible says. And then if that someone refuses to hear, yeah. then had him. Yeah, they say treat him like the sand in the sea or something. Or yeah. Then, yeah, close the door. Yeah. You're allowed to do that. That's but yeah, like you're, allowed no, to I, I, you're allowed to okay, cut people okay. off. That's what I said. You're allowed to cut people off. <laughs> don't agree with you you say go to someone and if not go to the third party which is the church you see you report to the church so that uh, no 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 you go with the brother or the, uh, the sister to the church so that uh, you can hear 
But we have what? a church, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, okay. What David was saying is that verse mm-hmm. specifically yeah, says, if a brother uh, has done something wrong mm-hmm. to you, mm-hmm. then you approach. So that context that Jesus is talking about is mm-hmm. a Christian against another Christian. Yeah, so and then, yeah, Christian. That's, that's why you can go to the church and mm-hmm. there's, let's say, a possibility that person can change, right? Because mm-hmm. the church authority is there. Yeah. Uh, and then the last one that you guys are saying, if they don't do it at all, then you treat them like a tax collector or yeah. a sinner. Uh, but, you know, Pastor Joby has said, that, like, how, how, has you, how did Jesus treat the tax collectors and the sinners? Right? He treated them... Some things love. are toxic, me. No, no, no. But he treated them <laughs> with love. But he, you, you see how he had disciples mm-hmm. yeah. and then he had everyone else, right? How he treated his disciples is different from how he treated everyone else. You know, his disciples, he treated them with... Um, mm-hmm. Secrets. He treated them with his, his heart. He trust, right? That's his disciples. But the tax collectors and the sinners, mm-hmm. he treated them with with a love and a grace and mm-hmm. a, you know, yeah. type, you know, it's it's not it's not the the type where I can give you my secrets or anything like that. It's just like you know my stance, you know my heart, you know what God is, you know my my mission, right? The, the thing that everyone can see. But I'm not going to teach you the secrets and the strategies. That's that's what he means with treating them as tax collectors and sinners. Love, Love from a distance, but from a distance, right? Yeah. That's what you guys are saying. Th- yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you yeah. still have to guard your heart because yeah. then again, if that person is you know negative or toxic, you just kind of like okay, I love you, I acknowledge you, not in a sense of like bitterness. Yeah. Just you know, put in room. Yeah, exactly. I guess that, that was the 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 la- last one was key because you guys were just saying like i'm just gonna yeah. ignore you i'm going to treat you as if you're nothing it's like wait a second wait a second you know There's... we have some people yeah who do not listen mm-hmm. yeah at least you've done your part that's what you do your part yeah. and leave the rest you know. walk around mm-hmm. because <laughs> if you love somebody Someone who is open, you see. Uh, we we are not perfect. Mm-hmm. No one is perfect. We all go wrong in some way and or the other. Yeah. Now, if someone comes to you, something you with you did something to him or to her and then they come to you and ask you or tell you about the the problem Mm -hmm. and then you you are up there you see you don't want to listen to the problem you think somebody is accusing you of of something which uh, did not take place. The best thing is to ask if you, some, sometimes you do something wrong, uh, you do some, you say something, you are just saying, uh, saying, yeah, you, d- you don't mean what you are saying and some somebody takes it, it takes it uh, for an offense. Mm-hmm. 
that you have offended them. You see? And then when they come to ask me, then I am the one to ask, oh, I did this, I did it, you see? And then you come into conflict. What, what, what can you do for that person? If you try to explain to them and they don't accept your answers, you go. Yeah, you just you leave them with that. Yeah. That's your problem. <laughs> exactly. That, oh, that's what I'm saying. It's not the same situation that I was talking about. You know, and then for, for people who are weak or they have issues, well, like they say, Insecurity. rejection, insecurities, that is going to outweigh more because, yeah. you know, it's something that we have to also learn to deal with Christ. Like you mm -hmm. take that from the throne room mm -hmm. and that's what I'm saying. Like that's when the enemy will cry, cry in that moment. Yeah, if you don't want the enemy to use you, mm -hmm. pray to God. Because if you keep something into your heart, you are allowing the enemy to use you. Yeah, I done prayed and felt things. <laughs> you know, leave. Yeah. Agreed. That's it. That's it. Yeah. So, we're going to go to 12 to 20. The whole assembly became silent as they listened to Barnabas and Paul telling about the signs and wonders God had done among the Gentiles through them. When they finished, James spoke up. Brothers, he said, listen to me. Simon has described to us how God first intervened to choose a people for his name from the Gentiles. The words of the prophets are in agreement with this as it is written. After this, I will return and rebuild David's fallen tent. Its ruins I will rebuild and I will restore it, that the rest of mankind may seek the Lord, even all the Gentiles who bear my name says the Lord, who does these things, things known from long ago. It is my judgment, therefore, that we should not make it difficult for the Gentiles who are turning to God. Instead, we should write to them, telling them to abstain from food polluted by idols, from sexual immorality, from the meat of strangled animals, and from blood. Um, yeah, so that portion the question that i had was um why do you think they gave them these specific restrictions which are in verse 20 um for the law of moses uh sorry verse 20 uh instead we should write to them telling them to abstain from food polluted by idols from sexual immorality from the meat of strangled animals and from blood why are those four well, for me, I can say this. I feel like um, sexual immorality um, sins has different dimensions in it. Uncle David, uh, it has different dimension in it. It's because it's, it's a sin. Sexual sin is one of the biggest um, downfall for a lot of people. Huh? Philip is behind the door. Right. Isn't he coming in? Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. yeah, so he's coming in. I don't know anything behind you. Well, the stuff is behind the door, so... Oh, yeah. So, anyway, sexual... Are you guys paying attention? Like, pay attention. I'm going to come in. <laughs> so, sexual immorality is something that people suffer from. Like, lust, you know, anything else. I feel like those are the things that, like, make people fall a lot. 
like sex makes people fall a lot because it's something that you know anyway it is something that everybody always like you know wants it and then it's something that the enemy uses to tempt a lot that's what i think and when it comes to uh food polluted by idols and witchcraft all that stuff witchcraft i feel like those are the number one things that witchcraft people love you know food they can gluttony they can do gluttonies and all that stuff so it's a lot of things and then um from blood killing one another i guess people love self grief and close blood to be shed so that's another thing that's it for me yeah, or that could be. I don't know. Since the fighting, because fight fighting ain't never uh, been a godly thing. So they can be fighting too. Anything that draw blood. Sure. Yeah. So mm-hmm. God doesn't because for um, Genesis says for the account of blood you will, I will demand an account for blood. So I mean, you eat chicken sometimes, rare meat. That's blood. No, I'm going back to like the old. Yeah, but I'm saying like. <laughs> Like, we eat red meat, so we can't, um... Man, I'm scared of y'all, man. <laughs> 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 no, no. He's like, he's like, not me. He's, oh, from no, the meat strangled, oh, oh, from the, like, something that dies, yeah. I guess, from the, that's what you're trying to go from the beginning. From the Yeah, from the animals. Yeah, we're not supposed to eat that, I know that. And from blood, so I was talking about the blood. Like, blood from, like, when you kill somebody, because God says he will demand blood for blood. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. See, I find that funny because I watched Bear Girl. Oh, yeah. I watched yeah. Bear. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can say hi. Come join. Mm-hmm. Let us back. Oh, yeah. Or it's not going What's going on? Yeah. You're still friends? Yes. Oh, I got kicked out. By who? But no, I laugh because of that verse because I think of Bear Girls and how like you know we've seen his uh, show. Who's Bear Girls? Oh, he's Men vs. Wild. Uh Uh, The guy who goes over the world and he teaches people. Well, he shows people how he would survive. You brought up the crazy thing. He eats exactly. He eats everything. (laughs) I was like, oh my goodness. So whenever I read that, I was like, oh man, okay. That's uh, really interesting. A, a verse, a restriction. Or some, I, I wasn't here, but what was the reason? Just the way you look, you're like, no, that's very stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, what were some. The uncle was talking about mm-hmm. the uh, sexual immorality part of it. Okay, that's that. Yeah. Uh, I said that was the biggest one because people mm-hmm. fall into that. And I said witchcraft because mm-hmm. think people, uh, they're so drawn to all this supernatural know. stuff. Yeah. And Rachel talking about strangled meat, you know, any meat found from the street, right? That's what you meant. And then I say from blood, because like people, the Bible says, "Thou shalt not murder." And also in Deuteronomy, it emphasizes the fact that, you know, he would demand blood for blood. Like, is it Genesis or? That's Genesis, blood for blood, because you're talking to Noah about that. Yeah. Oh yeah, I would demand an account for blood. Yeah. Whoever um, murders somebody. Yeah, blood will be, yeah, murdered, yeah, that, yeah. He just brought up fighting. Did they say something about an avenger of bloodshed? So uh, they, they're speaking on people that's coming back 
For Ravine, then you're a friend. Oh, well, no. no the Avenger of Blood is a family member or friend who wants to kill you because you killed your family? Uh, yeah, you Somebody. killed their Somebody. family member. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the Avenger of Blood specifically. Yeah, it could be a friend, it could be anybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whoever was close to that person, basically. But, um, I just feel like they're crazy that they talk about that. Yeah. Bothering that happens so much, man. Yeah. Exactly. That was a law. Sexism. God put in him in the beginning. Yes. But <laughs> that <laughs> when Jesus came, the old law was in. Well, actually, it's now actually transferred to the mm-hmm. government. Right mm-hmm. in Roman times, you weren't allowed to kill anyone. You had to go through the courts. Child. Yeah, um, they were the only ones to crucify and, and kill anyone. Roman citizens could not be cru- uh, crucified; they had to be beheaded. Um, so it, it just transferred from individual people to the governmental system, which is what it is now. Yeah. Which is, you know, it makes sense honestly, um, because you know, vengeance is mine; I will repay. We tend to not uh, provide the correct amount of vengeance than God would, if that makes sense. Right? We, sometimes we take it too far. Sometimes we don't do it enough. So I think that's why God, you know, gave it to the governmental system. Uh, I did want to. S- don't do it enough. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> sometimes we don't even do it at all. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Not far. Mm-hmm. Um, on your sexual morality um, line. 1 Corinthians 6, 18-20 uh, Flee from sexual immorality. All of the sins a person commits are outside the body. But whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, that's the standard. And then the other three... Uh, I was reading First uh, Corinthians ten, verse. Let's see. Oh, thirty-three. First Corinthians ten, verse thirty-three, or twenty-three to thirty-three, um, which reads, uh, "Let me do. I have the right to do anything you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but not everything is constructive." No one should seek their own good, but the good of others. Eat anything sold in the meat market without raising questions of conscience. For the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. If an unbeliever invites you to a meal and you want to go, eat whatever is put before you without raising questions of conscience. But if someone says to you, this has been offered as or in sacrifice, then do not eat it, both for the sake of the one who told you and for the sake of conscience. I'm referring to the other person's conscience, not yours. For why is my freedom being judged by others' conscience? If I take part in the meal with thankfulness, why am I uh, denounced because of something I thank God for? So, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. This is the most important part. (laughs) We heard. Okay. Do it for the Lord. Right? Yes. Do not cause anyone to stumble, whether Jews, Greeks, or the Church of God. Even as I, even as I try to please everyone in every way, for I am not seeking my own good, but the good of many, so that they may be saved. 
I think that's why they gave them those four rules, right? Like, uh, avoid food from idols, um, avoid sexual morality, <clears throat> um, avoid strangled animals, and then what was the other one? Blood. Blood. And drinking blood, yeah. Uh, one, because, you know, as you were saying, food from idols and drinking blood, those are mixtures of witchcraft, right? And a lot of those cultures, that's what they were doing. And then strangled animals, I think it's because the Jewish people, it was an offense to them, right? And even um, Paul even says there, he's like, you can eat whatever you want, but if someone raises it and says, idols, uh, this food was sacrificed to idols, their conscience may be so weak and they may see your act as you now worshiping that thing. You're like, it's not really worth it, you know, me partaking of this, right? The same thing as alcohol. Yeah, exactly, right? What are some other things that you guys would avoid for the sake of someone else's conscience, but you know, God is like, so clear with you. There are some things. Um, some TV. normal things that you have to be No, TV to. is you need to not watch. There's certain things that like limit when it comes to structuring TV. Agreed, yeah. So those are the things that, you, like, not even like as a believer, your eyes, the Bible says we should um, protect our eye gates. Yeah. Agreed. So those are the things that is not even offended. <laughs> yes. For my beliefs. Not to cut, not to like brush you off. Like for me, when it comes to like certain movies mm-hmm. or certain things, like is it causing you to have you know? Because people don't understand. Like sometimes the things that we watch, we're allowing um, spiritual warfare, mm-hmm. and that is why you wonder like why? Why am I going through this? Why is this happening? These because we're watching certain things, and sometimes um, what was that? Like I realized um, like these people, whenever they are making movies and stuff like that, they actually. You have to understand what religion they're coming from. Mm-hmm. Like, are they worshiping, especially Korean dramas that we like to watch? Because mm-hmm. one of the yeah, signi- the, yeah, and then they use like their religion. They use like little things. That, it looks simple and stuff like that. At least if you can pers- perceive in the spirit and understand that these people are actually offering things to the idols, mm-hmm. and those are bringing open gates mm-hmm. and stuff like even simple things. It's not anything else. It's like something that the plant in the the things. And this is what the Holy Spirit has shown me. So it's not something else. That's why I try. To like even like minimize certain things that I watch yeah. because we open warfares like we open windows by watching TV because the Bible tells you be holy for I am holy be careful yeah. what you watch be careful what you listen to yeah you will really like as a believer certain things like we shouldn't watch at all like yeah. point blank period oh yeah definitely yeah there's those things that definitely don't even indulge in but there are also some things that we as believers have the freedom to indulge in but for some people not but right? it has to edify god yeah, that's exactly. the one thing that you have to understand everything exactly. that you're doing has to edify god mm-hmm. like if you're watching something you find yourself watching something you have to ask yourself questions is this glorifying god is this even helping me any other that's why me i'm quick to turn off something I'm like this is not helping me at all yeah. like what am i watching like i ask questions myself yeah sometimes i just you know indulge i'm like yeah you know and i find out later on like i get into warfare because the things that I watched, yeah. and I asked God, and He tells me, "This is what you were doing." Mm-hmm. So, yeah, exactly. Unless if you have another point that you wanted to share for TV, that's all I to you. No, I think for alcohol, it could be yeah, like new believers, right? <clears throat> this guy, or girl, has been like trying to get out of alcohol. God miraculously saves them, and then you go to <laughs> you go to a party, which is something that they've been doing, and they're you know just weak at so. They go to this party and then they fall again in this, right? You're okay because you can control yourself and this isn't even a stumbling block to you. But for them, it's like 
they can't, right? Because what Paul even says here is like, if, if an unbeliever puts food in front of me, it's food, right? You don't care. But if their conscience is so stricken to the point that they had to even tell you, this is where this came from, that means there's something that they're feeling in their, in their own hearts where it's like, this, you know, being an unbeliever, they're like, okay, I know you worship this other God, but this is what has happened to this meat. And then you're like, okay, because I want, as he's saying, the gospel to be preached and everyone to be saved and no one to have any stumbling block to being saved. I won't partake of that. So that's why, because whenever I read it, I'm like, that is a very, four very specific things, but it makes, uh, makes sense in that light. Um, okay, so Acts chapter... 15 and then 21 and uh, okay so after the law of Moses has been preached in every city from the earliest times and is read in the synagogues at, uh, on every Sabbath then the apostles and elders of the whole church decided to choose uh, some of their own men and send them to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas they chose Judas, called Barsabbas, and Silas, men who uh, were leaders among the believers. With them, they sent the following letter. The apostles and elders, your brothers, to the Gentile believers in Antioch, Syria, and uh, Cilicia. Greetings. We have heard that some went out from us without our authorization. And disturbed you uh, and disturbed you troubling your minds by what they said so we are all so sorry so we all agreed to choose some men and send them to you with our dear friends Barnabas and Paul uh, men who have risked their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ therefore we are sending Judas and Silas to confirm by word of mouth what we are writing. Um, I guess before we continue, is there anything anyone saw from there? My main focus, honestly, was that first part of like, unless the believers are circumcised and the law of Moses is um, adhered to, they cannot be saved. Because I think that that portion right there really was a turning point for the church uh, in terms of. Will we continue the same trajectory of the law of Moses and forcing all the Gentiles to convert into this, you know, pseudo, you know, Christianity, Judaism, or are we going to really follow the Holy Spirit, which is what they did, um, to saying, okay, what does the Holy Spirit want us to really adhere to so we don't cause a stumbling block to anyone else? Mm. Are you sure you want to say anything? Are you sure it wasn't just a thing? Because that's not what I'm discerning from what I said. What did you want to say? That was my thing. Oh, you want to turn this off? No, I think. <coughs> All right. Um, verse 28. It seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us not to burden you with anything beyond the following uh, requirements. You are to abstain from food sacrificed to idols, from blood, from meat of strangled animals and from sexual immorality. You would do well to avoid these things. Farewell. I love how short that letter is. <laughs> you know, it's just like, hey, here's the point. Uh, that, that's it, right? Considering Paul's letters as well, they're super long, but this one was simple. Um, this is verse 30. 
So the men went, uh, were sent off and went down to Antioch, where they gathered the church together and delivered the letter. The people read it and were glad for its encouraging message. Judas and Silas, who themselves were prophets, said much to encourage and strengthen the believers. After spending some time there, they were sent off by the believers with the blessing of peace to return to those who had sent them. But Paul and Barnabas remained in Antioch, where they and many others taught and preached the word of the Lord. Um, let's see. So, I think Galatians chapter... Galatians 4. This section is where... Um, <clears throat> Where Paul is talking to the, yeah, the Galatians, um, what is it? Yeah, watch this. Paul is talking to, uh, is referring to the moment where he rebuked Peter for um, his uh, racism, um, which, <laughs> which is an interesting like point because Paul or Peter, sorry, was a what was he? He was an apostle, close to Jesus. And Jesus, you know, tasked him with, you know, feed my sheep, feed my sheep, feed my sheep. Um, but he was caught with this, this cultural um, issue where, like, this is not the gospel at all. Um, so this is verse uh, 10 of Galatians 4. So this Galatians, oh, sorry, Galatians 3, uh, verse 10. For we who rely on the works of the law are under a curse, as it is written, Curse is anyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of the law. Clearly no one who relies on the law is justified before God, because the righteous will live by faith. The law is not based on faith. On the contrary, it is. So it says, The person who does these things will live by them. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is anyone who is hung on a pole. Um, so, this next section. Uh, verse 14. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus, so that by faith we may receive the promise of the Holy Spirit. Um, this part, like, what do you guys see when it comes to. Um, I, I, again, the first question that I said, which was, uh, let, me, let me just pull it up instead of trying to remember. The first question I said, do you find yourself feeling like you need to earn your salvation? And in terms of the, the verses that I read where um, the law, and the law is not by faith, and the law is, um, and, 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 and faith in and of itself is something separate, something is a gift of God. Um, how do you guys see that? In, in these verses, I don't know. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. <laughs> does that make sense? To earn salvation. Yeah. So the verses that I read were uh, verse <coughs> ten. Yeah. I, I well, think I you're basically saying Christ, Christ removed the curse from us by taking on. Yes. You know, he like cursed us in the wild from the pole. Yeah. You know, so. Basically, Christ took the curse, and we no longer curse by uh, salvation. Yeah, and I like how, like he says, anyone who does these things, you know, the person who does these things will live by them, right? Those who 
who sticks to the law. And I remember a season in my life where I was very legalistic. I don't know if you guys remember that. Uh, very legalistic, and it, it was so crippling because if you made a mistake, um, right, you had that earned salvation mentality. And it, it was so um, you know, crippling, as I said, because you, you'll find yourself every night on your pillow recounting the day and being like, God, like I failed you in this way, I failed you in that way, I failed you in this way. And so the gospel here comes in and says, you know, Jesus was that curse. The law no longer applies in that way to you. It is no longer a stumbling block to you. It shows you that you need Christ, and that's all it's there for. And so going back to the church in um, uh, Acts 15, that's what I think the, God, the apostles were pointing at, is realizing that um, we should not put any more stumbling blocks upon these people. We ourselves can't even keep the law because we're Jews, and the Holy Spirit agreed that these four things, sexual morality, blood, strangled animals, um, and food sacrificed to idols, that's, that's all that's necessary. Um, I mean, because of them, yeah, reading all the laws that they had to live by was in Leviticus. Yeah, Leviticus numbers, all, yeah. all of that, yeah. I mean, three books of the Bible telling you exactly what you need to do, and you, you expect to follow all of that. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It did say that there were Pharisaic um, Jews that were saying these things. So you had infiltrators, right? Those um, those Jews who were law-abiding. So they, it, for them, it made sense. It made sense. Like let's just let's have Jesus and then a little bit of law, and that's you know Paul, Silas, and all these church were like, no, let's not do that. All right. Um, there is it's almost done. This is verse. Um, oh, I just real quick. I yeah, also think it's six. detrimental for new believers as well, because if you have those infiltrators coming in and telling new believers that oh, this is what you need to do in order to be a Christian, then that new believer just becomes uh, desensitizing. Like I, I don't want to do this, and then now you've lost somebody in there. Mm-hmm. So I agree. Um, you know, it's not saying that it's it's easy, but I think we make it really complicated. You know, um, so some churches they make it really complicated to the point where um, people just you know, they don't want to be there. They don't want to actually. They don't see the beauty of the gospel because they feel like it's a bunch of rules and regulations. Um, but far be it from us to make it look like that to them. Uh, yeah. So verse thirty-six and. To 41, and that's the end. Uh, sometime later, Paul said to Barnabas, Let us go back and visit the believers in all the towns where the, we preached the word of the Lord and see how they are doing. Barnabas wanted to take John, also called Mark, with them, but Paul did not think it wise to take them, to take him, sorry, because he had deserted them in Pamphylia and had not continued with them in the work. They had such a sharp disagreement that they parted company. Barnabas took Mark and sailed for Cyprus, but Paul took Silas and left, uh, no, Paul took Silas and left, commended by the believers to the grace of the Lord. He went through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. This is, this part, like, 
kind of confuses me uh, in the sense that you have these spirit-filled believers that disagree. You know what I mean? I don't know if that goes on to you. But we always yeah. disagree. We always disagree, <laughs> but yeah. we have the Holy Spirit to help with these disagreements, right? Yeah, no. be like, hey, let's solve this issue. But, yeah, but sometimes that is enough to solve everything. No. Yeah. That, that happened when Paul and Cyrus mm-hmm. uh, when Paul and Barnabas separated yeah. it helped to spread, spread the, the word that was a, some kind of a plan from God yeah. because uh, if these two people were together they would be at the same place yeah. and then go to another but when they separated these two went somewhere yeah. mm-hmm. preaching the word and these two went somewhere too. it happened so that the word of God could yeah. be spread yeah. that's good yeah. yeah all four of them would have been at the same <laughs> same location yeah. that makes that makes all the sense I honestly was like and you see Paul holding a grudge away. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Like, uh, you yeah, you wonder. So that's why it tells us that we're all human beings. We fall short to the glory of God. Yeah. We have our own perspective all the time. Mm-hmm. But God sees. So yeah. Interesting. And that that's chapter fifteen. Okay. Let me uh close this off and prayer. Okay, prayer. Father, we thank you for today, Lord. Uh, thank you for this moment, Lord. Thank you that your word <coughs> was discussed, your word was uh, presented. Thank you, Jesus, for all of the wisdom that you allowed on each of us to share. And we pray, Holy Spirit, that, yes, you may seal that wisdom, you may seal your word uh, in our hearts, Lord Jesus, so that uh, when the time is right, Lord, that you may bring it to remembrance. And we pray, Holy Spirit, that as we uh, enjoy the rest of the night, enjoy fellowship with each other, that you, God, would... Um, be in our midst. Uh, you allow us, Lord Jesus, uh, to enjoy even uh, the rest of the week and the rest of the um, uh, month, Father. And we thank you, Jesus, that you're with us and you're for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.